This week, news reports emerged that the U.S. Department of Justice is quietly preparing a case against Google for allegedly abusing its leading position in digital advertising. But Google's most recent financial results show tepid growth as new forms of digital advertising like card linking increasingly gain share. So is the future of digital advertising less about search and more about card linking? In this edition of FinTech Friday, new digital advertising channels gain share in the new digital normal. I'm Silvio Tavares here in San Francisco on September 25th, and this is FinTech Friday, brought to you by Cardlinks. It's great to be with you. Google is now a company that is all grown up. It's no longer the new technology kid on the block. At the ripe old age of 22 years, it is the undisputed king of digital advertising with over $160 billion in annual sales and a market value of over $990 billion. Now, a company that strong will always attract the attention of regulators, and Google is no exception. After years of trying, news reports have emerged that the U.S. Department of Justice is sending its lawyers to several state attorneys general to coordinate a major legal action against the company. But this may all be too little too late, because some industry commentators believe that Google may already be past its prime and losing share of its digital leadership position in advertising. New digital advertising technologies like card linking instead are now on the rise. And this is in part because technologies, including card linking, provide superior targeting and attribution of digital ads based on what a person actually bought on their credit card instead of what they typed into the Google search engine. An example of this growth Industry data released yesterday by the Cardlinks Association shows that the number of companies devoting more than 5% of their digital advertising budget to card linking, that number grew from 38% last year to over 64% in 2020. So the point is that Google may already be past its prime as the undisputed digital advertising leader. New forms of digital advertising are increasingly taking center stage. And this includes card-linked offers or CLO or card-linked marketing. Now, Cardlytics is the only pure play publicly listed company involved in card linking. Based in Atlanta, the company powers offers and discounts delivered through mobile banking apps for many of the biggest banks in America, including Bank of America and Chase. Today, we speak with Campbell Shaw, who leads the European financial institution business for Cardlytics, about the growth of card linking in Europe and around the world, and how CLO will be used to drive more holiday spending, especially in e-commerce. Good morning, Campbell. How are you? I'm great, thank you. Trust you are too. I am. I am. I'm here in San Francisco today, but I believe I'm speaking to you in London today, right? Is that where you are? Yeah, I've been camped just north of London for the last six months in a little town called Salvageworth. So here to stay for a, a couple of weeks at least. Yes, that's great to hear. The world has changed. Many of us are working remotely around the world. You are with Cardlytics. And tell me a little bit about your role at Cardlytics, which actually is an American company, but you are in Europe, right? Yep. U.S. business, NASDAQ listed for a couple of years now. So we're a big grown-up company. 
I head up one of the major divisions in on the international business. So head of bank partnerships internationally. Currently, that is the UK and with some major bank partnerships here, but also responsible for long-term market expansion and business development as well, generally. Now, 2020 has been a year of tremendous change. I look back and if you told me on January 1 of this year that I wouldn't be traveling every month like I normally do for business, that I wouldn't be able to take a normal summer holiday with my family. (laughs) If you told me I'd be working from home for like four or five months of the year, all of those things I would have said, no way, that's not going to happen, but it's happened. So now we look at digital commerce and it too has changed dramatically. What do you think is the biggest change in digital commerce in Europe in 2020? I'm shocked at where we are as well. I think we're in completely uncharted territory. I think that the biggest change has been that now digital is finally at the core of the sort of e-commerce and the way that banks can, can drive value for customers. It's no longer a nice to have on the sidelines. It's pushed banks to do things that they chose not to do for a long time. And they're actually now using it for huge benefit. So the biggest change in digital commerce is very much around the conversation. And actually, it's a, it's a two-way conversation now, rather than a, a siloed, if you want something, you can go and get it. Because banks are using data far more smartly for the benefit of themselves, but also for the customers to actually drive personalization. Although it's digital, data has never been more important and will continue to drive and taking us to a place that we may not have got to in a more settled, calm environment. Great insight. Campbell, I'm going to ask you to look forward. Cardlytics is a really unique position because you work with the transaction data of many of the world's largest banks and financial institutions. And as a result, you have great insights on consumer spending. So if you look out towards the Christmas holidays period that's coming up, what do you think is going to change about how consumers spend this holiday season? And of course, that's an important season, right? Because for many merchants, that's when they receive 60, 70% of their sales for the year. Yeah, I've racing through my head right now. I've got some challenges. I've got the challenge of Christmas is still a long way away. So how can you expect me to know what that's going to look like in such uncertain times? But I think people are talking about Christmas far earlier than they ever have. So people are planning quicker or earlier. They're placing their money already to make plans that they may have left because there was other things going on in their, in their lives or they, they just knew what they were already going to do. I think this will be a different Christmas than we've ever seen or a, a spending habit than we've ever seen because for those who are able to, I think they're likely to double down in certain areas that they may, they may not have spent as much. And we've seen grocery really thrive almost to the point of bursting in, in the pandemic. I think we're going to start to see a shift in, even if it's not more money being spent, I think it's going to be spent in, in different ways. We've seen a huge shift from share of wallet in the grocery sector to share of stomach because actually people may not want to do those big shops anymore. They may be able to leverage the delivery services to be able to treat themselves more often than they perhaps would have done. So that's a total get out from your very simple question. But I think it's, it's a combination of there'll be a few things that still need to happen to be able to create clarity. But I do think people are starting to make choices around either holiday venues that they may not have gone to in, in the country where they reside rather than going internationally or getting ready to have a proper family celebration 
because they've had some tough times and the kids will get maybe bigger, better presents because they've suffered during lockdown. The one guiding light in this tough time is that, that seasonal spend that everybody's looking forward to. Cardlytics has really been a pioneer in card linking. As you point out, Cardlytics is actually a public company listed on NASDAQ. And traditionally, Cardlink marketing has been used to drive in-store sales. But have you seen that changing in Europe as more merchants move their sales to websites and mobile? Yeah, it was a journey that everybody was already on, but it's been dramatic in the last six to eight months primarily driven by the fact that in the UK and, and Europe overall, we were in absolute lockdown, regardless of whether shops were open. And there was very few shops that were actually trading on the high street. You weren't even allowed to go to the high street. And so that has restricted people's ability to buy things and spend their money in stores. But also even in the longer term, as things started to relax, even if they were physically on the high street, there's been a, a vast reduction in the, in the physical stores that have been able to trade. And so a behavior that was already in place where there was a, a mutual customer journey offered to people of being able to buy online or in store dramatically shifted to online only. So that has done two things. It's sped up traditional high street merchants and retailers online businesses but it's also opened the, the gate to a number of digital-only products, services, organizations who may not have been so prevalent in a banking app for specific sort of card-linking propositions. So it's, it's been a dramatic shift to online, and I think it's absolutely here to stay. And I think there's been some de facto benefit of the of the COVID situation, which is actually going to stand everybody in good stead for the for the real long term as this all passes. Yeah, they say that uh, necessity is the mother of invention, and that certainly seems to be the case with merchants making a pivot to e-commerce instead of in-store. But during the pandemic, you know, European banks have also faced many of these challenges, and you've alluded to them. They've faced challenges with their traditional business models, including in-person services in bank branches on the high street street and main streets. And consumers are just flocking rapidly to digital banking and online only financial services. From the bank's perspective, how does card linking help banks drive digital engagement? So there are two key areas that I think have really come to the fore. Moving away from a negative position, customers are financially stressed because of their own social situation regarding the pandemic has, has meant that they have really started to see benefit from card linking because it helps them save money in tough times. And so the banks have had that as a core function to be able to rely on to say, we understand your financial position and we can help with that. When you're reviewing your financial situation, actually we can help you save money. And so that has been a core function because it's a one-stop shop it's, there's an education piece around making it easier for customers to know where to go and buy things based on the offers that are presented to them, but also the fact that there's a financial benefit in a really stressful climate to be able to save money and, and act appropriately when they, when they actually spend that money. 
Absolutely. It does make a lot of sense. One of the things that I didn't ask you much about at the beginning of the interview is Cardlytics. You know, many of our listeners know Cardlytics very well, particularly if they're a bank or they're a Cardlink technology company. But some of our listeners, particularly from the technology space or maybe even some merchants may not know Cardlytics. Can you please share with us a little bit more about Cardlytics as a company and, and what you guys do? So we have three key stakeholders the merchants, the banks, and then they share the customer. For the banks themselves, we enhance their conversation and their relationship with their customers. There's a very simple customer journey of seeing an offer, activating it, and seeing the cash back once that purchase is made. The customer gets complete confidence that we're seeing those transactions anonymously, and we support that digital engagement with the banks to be able to give them more reason to go to their mobile banking service. And we deliver really incredible ROIs on the marketing dollars that retailers deploy in the form of cashback and and offers. And we enable the the customers to be able to to gain rewards on things that they're probably doing anyway in terms of buying groceries, traveling when they're able to, obviously, or buying the goods and services that they need. Campbell, thank you so much for sharing with us your insights. It was a real pleasure to connect, stay healthy, and I look forward to seeing you again Maybe early next year, it looks like, as um, I think for most of us, we won't be traveling much the balance of this year until there's a vaccine. Yeah, you too, Silvio. I look forward to that day. There'll be a glass of something cold waiting, I'm sure. Yes, I look forward to it. That's Campbell Shaw, Head of Banking Partnerships for Cardlytics, talking to you today based in the United Kingdom. Coming right up, some closing thoughts on what to expect in holiday spending in 2020. Many forecasters believe that the major economies of the world will have a difficult holiday spending season in 2020. And if that happens, it has important repercussions for those economies because consumer spending accounts for over 70% of the economy in the U.S. and other big countries. And it's also a disproportionately large share of that consumer spending that happens in the fourth quarter during the holidays. But here is my contrarian forecast. I believe that the 2020 holiday spending season will actually be very good for merchants, especially e-commerce merchants. Consumers will shop earlier online because of expected fewer visits to shuttered in-store retailers. Consumer debt is also much lower than where we started the year, and cash savings are actually higher. As a result, consumers have a lot more cash and credit lines available to buy buy, buy. And finally, and this is really an emotional factor, many consumers have had not much fun this year due to canceled vacations and constantly working from home. Shopping for the holidays is going to give many consumers some expected joy that they did not get earlier in the year. So despite the high unemployment rate, many economies expect the consumer holiday season to be bigger this year than it was last year. You heard it here first. For Fintech Friday from the Cardlinks Association, take care of yourself and take care of each other. God bless you. This is Silvio Tavares signing off.